0: Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1 877 669 1292.
1: Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show. Right here on the True Talk Radio Network, my name is Howie Silberger. Pleased to be here with you. You could join me in conversation, if you so choose. Number to call, one 877 1292 That's one 877 1292 to join me in conversation right here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. It is a week away. We are about a week now away from uh, Purim a celebration of Jewish survival. The, se- Purim, celebration, uh, the Purim celebration is, is very much uh, like the Hanukkah celebration, but it's very different. So the Purim celebration is more about Jewish spiritual survival, that Jews stood up against the, uh, against the assimilationists and against the, uh, the people who wanted to destroy them and fought for Judaism, fought to keep the religion alive fought for the survival, the spiritual survival of the religion. Uh, while, While Hanukkah fought for the physical survival of the Jewish people, Purim was more about the spiritual survival of the religion. And so it is quite ironic, if you ask me, that our community, the Montreal Jewish community, has decided to use the week before Purim to take a deep dive into intermarriage and inviting intermarried people, people who are actively destroying Judaism, to uh, to be part of uh, of our Jewish Federation. So, in uh, just uh, just today and tomorrow, we have two major events happening in the community, uh, sponsored by Federation, opened by Federation, which are um, which are promoting intermarriage, which are which are which are essentially saying intermarriage is okay. We don't mind that you're intermarrying. We don't mind that there are people in the community who are marrying outside of the faith, uh, even though that that destroys it, weakens Judaism and weakens our faith. We don't mind that this is happening. In fact, we embrace it. We endorse it. We encourage it. This is what Federation is saying. This is the message that Federation is putting out. And and this is the message that we have to stand against. If you care about the Jewish community, we have to stand against this message. So the YMYWHA uh, today held a poem craft fair that was specifically designed for intermarried families. Tomorrow, Federation is holding a dinner program, a dinner um, schmooze and, and, and booze and schmooze with uh, intermarried couples. One, one has to ask the question, and, and this is the question that uh, that last time I covered this on the show, last time I spoke about this on the show, this was the question that was asked of me, and the answer that I gave is is the same answer I'm going to give you now. Why is Federation doing this? This is the this is the question. Why would Federation actively promote intermarriage? What what is the purpose behind that? Uh, wh- where does Federation come out winning in this? Um, where, where they where they where they, on one hand they say we 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 encourage Jewish continuity, and we invest in Jewish continuity, and this is their big thing that we invest in Jewish continuity, and on the other hand, uh, are saying that you know we support intermarried couples. One doesn't work with the other. You can't say that we are investing in Jewish continuity when we are hosting and and, and putting together programs for intermarried couples. There is no Jewish continuity in couples that married outside of the faith. Jewish continuity exists because Jews marry Jews. Jews who marry outside of the faith are breaking Jewish continuity. Now, are are they breaking it forever? Do they never come back? Do they never rejoin the Jewish community? Uh, Some of them do. But the vast majority... Uh, married outside the faith simply because they didn't care about Jewish continuity. They couldn't care less about the preservation of Jewish culture and Jewish traditions and Judaism. And that, that's why they married outside of the faith. That, that's why. So, so, does catering towards intermarried couples, catering towards people who married outside of the faith, is that Jewish continuity? You know, the Y gets millions of dollars a year to promote Jewish continuity. And this is how they're doing it. And I know what the argument will be. The argument will be that one of the partners in this intermarried couple are Jewish, and we're encouraging that one person to come back and, and, and rekindle their faith. And there might be some validity in that argument, but it doesn't really hold water when you, when you think of all the Jews who haven't intermarried and that we could be investing in Jews who have not yet intermarried and encourage them not to and encourage them to stay within the Jewish community, encourage them to marry and to date within the Jewish community. We could be spending money doing that and not chasing the ones that left. When we know that the intermarriage rate is at 55 56% in, in, in America, uh, we, we know that our kids are at risk. We, we know this. Yet we're spending money to chase after people we've lost already rather than spend money and effort trying to save the people we have. Sometimes you got to hedge your bets. And sometimes he, sometimes hedging your bets means that you uh, you 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 should really focus on on the people that are still part of the Jewish community. The people who are still have some 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 connection to Judaism. And not so much on the people who don't. At least that's my humble opinion. You could disagree with me and you could feel free to call in if you so choose. The number to call, one 1292 That's the number to call to get in on the conversations to talk to me right here on the Howie Silberger Show. Now, you may disagree with me, and that's fine. We're all entitled to our opinions, and I, I, I encourage you, and I, I encourage you to call in, and let, let's talk about this. Do you think there's any value in, in federation and the why reaching out to, to intermarried couples? I, I don't see the value in this. I don't see how this is going to help the Jewish community in any given way. Now, I, I've heard the argument, I, I've, I've spoken about this before, and I heard the argument that some people have made saying that, hey, maybe some of the kids that are kids of these intermarried couples are, are Jewish, and, and maybe we, if you go after the couples, you'll get the kids. But but if the parents aren't committed to Judaism, the majority of the kids, and I can't say all of them because I've known lots of cases where, where kids who, um, who are, are parents who aren't aren't connected to Judaism, have become very, very, very Jewish and very religious. I know of cases of that happening, uh, but, but the cases are few and far between. We have kids who are falling through the cracks. We have kids who are disappearing, who, kids who are, who, are, who are totally giving up on religion in our Jewish day schools. And maybe our money should be going towards those kids, the kids that we have a chance of saving and keeping in our, in our, in, in our, in our fold rather than chasing people who have left already. What a waste of Federation money. What a waste of time. What a waste of effort. And what an insult to the Jewish community, asking us to raise money and donate money to Federation, asking to give them money so that we could, uh, so that we could um, uh, promote, promote uh, Jewish continuity in the city. And they go and they take that money to promote intermarriage. It's vile and disgusting, if you ask me one is the number to call. one Now, Now, violent, disgusting is going to be the theme of this, of this show, unfortunately, because the, the world, the moral values of the world have, have just dropped to almost nothing. It's really scary and sad and, 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 and completely, completely, uh, actually, I said scary. I'm going to say terrifying. It's actually terrifying what is going on. Now Canada is generally a little behind um, in in this kind of thing. We usually catch up a few years after the states do, and so we could actually look at the United States and see what's happening there, and realize it's coming here and it's coming here quick, and we we got to do something to 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 curb this. So uh, I'm going to play you a clip right now of a of an 11 year old boy, a grade six boy, who um, went to his school library, and found a book. Now now. I don't normally give trigger warnings. I, I don't believe in that. I, I I think that, you know, we're old enough to to be able to look at something and understand, you know, how disgusting or how scary it could be. But I'm gonna tell you that this uh this um because we have family sometimes watching and listening to the show, I'm gonna warn you that uh there's some pretty graphic uh graphic content in the clip I'm about to play. So if you have little kids listening in, uh you might want to uh send them out of the room for a couple of minutes while I play this. Uh, Here is an 11-year-old boy who took a book out of his school library. Uh, He'll describe it to you. I'm not going to describe it to you.
0: I go to middle school. I'm a sixth grader. I was in the library, and this book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired. Or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both fucking terrified. And the whole thing was kind of terrible. We didn't know what we were doing but it was good too so good because we were a mess of emotions and we were scared and excited and everything felt new so this sort of thing just sort of feels like that Nick touches me like he's scared of that any minute now this book was at my middle school and it was on a stand when I rented it out to show my dad it uh the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version
1: so there you go six Sixth grader, 11-year-old kid, takes out a graphic book that, that's graphic about, about, about sex, about uh, homosexual sex. And, and the librarian, seeing he took this book, says to the kid, hey, if you like that one, I have another one. I have a graphic novel for you. So, so if the imagery that was written in that book wasn't enough for you, I'll give you a comic book that will uh, tell you the whole story. How revolting is that? How disgusting? How 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 absolutely revolting that this is the kind of books that appear in school libraries, in elementary school libraries in the states. It's it makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach, and it should make any moral person sick to their stomach. Now I understand. I understand the plural, you know, pluralism. I understand that uh, that we live in a different world today, and someone's going to call me a dinosaur. I'm sure. And I can live with that. I can live with being called a dinosaur because I have moral values. I can live with being insulted. I could live with being ridiculed because I have moral values. And I don't think that 11-year-olds should be exposed to that kind of, that kind of uh, graphic details. Now, the Quebec government is imposing a sexuality course starting in kindergarten where, where teachers would be, would be forced in kindergarten to start teaching about anal sex in kindergarten. You heard me, in kindergarten. This is this is happening right now in our schools. And and I don't understand how we could possibly how we could possibly accept this, how we could possibly just sit by and allow this to happen. How how does not more screaming and yelling. But I guess I guess a lot of people just aren't aren't aware of what's happening. A lot of people just aren't aware of what's going on in the school system. You know, a while back we spoke about uh, transgender and uh, and, uh, and and cross-dressers reading books to children in libraries. And what was the concept behind that? Why why is it so important to have people in uh, – men dressed as women reading books to children in libraries? Why, why is this important in the States? And this is happening in the States. It's starting to happen in Canada now too. There's a couple of cases in Montreal where it's happened. Why is it so important? Why are people fighting so hard – to have cross-dressers read children's stories to children in libraries? And the answer is quite simple. It's indoctrination. That's what it is. If you want to normalize something, the best way to do it is to normalize it with the children. So if you want to get rid of a moral value, you want to get rid of a a, a long-standing custom, you want to get rid of something, you want to change, you want to make a major change in society, the best way to do it is through the children. So it might take a little longer, it might take a little more work, it might take a, a little more patience, but if you start with the children, in 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, whatever you're planting in those kids' brains becomes normalized, becomes normal. So the most abnormal, most abnormal ideas that you could possibly have, if you start early enough and you train the kids early enough, become normal ideas. This was the concept the Nazis had, too, when they, when, they, when they created the Hitler Youth. The Hitler Youth wasn't there to help the Nazis. The Nazis had all the guns and armaments they needed. The Hitler Youth was there for the indoctrination. They were there to ensure that the next generation of, of Aryans would understand that they were the superior race and everybody else was inferior to them. This is the only reason that they had a youth group in Nazism. And, that's the youth groups in any isms, youth groups are there to encourage kids and to show kids and to teach kids the 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 philosophy that the adults want them to learn, so that when they grow up from kids to adults, they become the same zombies that they were that that their parents were. This is the idea, no free thinking and and. Uh, I'm good with that in certain ways and I'm bad with that in other ways. I'm a free thinker. I, I think outside of the box a lot of the time, most of the time. And so uh, my, my free thinking tells me that I prefer free thinkers, but we can't have a world full of free thinkers. The world would never function. So there has to be a little bit of conformity. And so these kind of groups, these youth groups that are created everywhere, and you see them everywhere, uh, create this kind of conformity that allows the world to run in the way it runs. Now, it could be used for good, you have you have uh, youth groups like um like the Boy Scouts who do good stuff, at least until recently. I don't even know if they're called the Boy Scouts anymore. but you had the Boy Scouts that did good stuff. and then you had Nazi youth that did bad stuff. so so it could go either way. I wonder if the KKK has a youth group. I'm not sure if they do or don't. but but that's the purpose, that's the that's the goal of the youth groups. The goal of the youth groups are to ensure that the children growing up, Uh, Under that philosophy, learn the philosophy young. And whatever changes to the philosophy that that, that, want to be made are usually made in the youth groups so that when the kids grow up into the older groups and grow up into into society, the changes are already there. They're embedded into the system already. There's no massive uh, kickback. There's no massive uh, uh, rollback. There's no massive uh, questioning of these changes. They're already embedded into the society. So that's, that's essentially what's happening. When, when you put books like this into, into schools, when you put books like this into children's libraries and encourage children to read it and, and have librarians tell them, hey, if you like that, let me show you something else. that's a little more graphic. Let me show you something else that teaches you different things on what you could do to each other. It normalizes it. And normalizing it is the goal. That's the goal to normalize, to normalize that kind of behavior. Now, I, I don't care. Personally, I don't care if somebody's gay, if they're bisexual, if they're trans or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I mean it's irrelevant to me. What you do behind the closed doors of your bedroom is your business. It's not my business. And I don't care and I don't want to hear about it. I don't tell you what goes on behind the closed doors of my bedroom. I don't want to hear what goes on behind the closed doors of your bedroom. It's irrelevant to me. If you're a good person, I don't care which way you lean politically. If you're a good person, I don't care which way you lean sexually. It doesn't matter to me. If you're a good person, you're a good person. And I could like you and I could and we could hang out. We could be we could be friends. And you could disagree with me diametrically on everything I say and everything I do, and that's fine. You have the right to do that. But if you're a good person and you're a moral person, then I want to be your friend. I want to hang out with you. I want to, I, I, I want to, be, I want to be part of your life. I want you to be part of my life. But, but if you're not a good person, then uh, do we have anything to talk about? Why, why are we even having a conversation? Then get out of my face. I don't want I don't have anything to do with you. And that's, that's the truth. So, so what do you, what do you like to, to, to sleep with men or women? Or, or, or you like to dress like a man or a woman? I don't care. Don't tell me about it. Don't march down the street and show me it. Don't tell me about it. I couldn't care less. It's irrelevant to me and it should be irrelevant to everybody. We should only judge people and we should only base our judgments on people Based on the good and the bad they do. Based on their personality. The good, the bad, they do. That's what we should judge people on. Nothing more, nothing less. And and telling me that you sleep with men or tell me that you sleep with women isn't going to change my attitude towards you. It's not going to change the way I think about you. Because that's not the criteria of, of, of how I make my decision on who I want to talk to and who I don't want to talk to. Give me... Useless, pointless information, is not going to encourage me or discourage me from being your friend. It might discourage me actually because, uh, you know, if, if if somebody's just throwing me useless information all the time, I might not even want to hang out with them. Just be a nice person. Life is easy. Oh my gosh, why do we have to make it so difficult for no reason? One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven 669-1292. Join in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. The Howie Silberger Show is heard uh, mostly every night um, right here on truetalkradio.com where we have a lot of different shows. Feel free to check out our schedule at truetalkradio.com and download our the True Talk Radio Network app, our app, uh, from your favorite app store. So whether it be an iPhone app store or an Apple app store, we have apps on every store. Feel free to search up and look up the True Talk Radio Network app, and uh, and download it. Uh, and you can listen to 24 hours of TrueTalkRadio.com. We have a whole diverse uh, lineup of shows. You'll love them, you'll hate them, you'll be mad at them, and you'll uh, and, and 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 you'll applaud them. And that's that's really the way it works with any radio station. So feel free to uh, to join us and to uh, and to listen to TrueTalkRadio.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. TrueTalkRadio.com All right, so let me get the elephant in the room out of the room for, uh, for you know as I close off the show. We're not doing a very long show tonight, so I'm, I'm going to close off the show in a couple of minutes. I haven't been on for a while. Uh, I'm still having a medical issue that I'm, I'm dealing with. Uh, I get on when I can. It's uh, it's it's a little it's a little difficult for me to uh, to get on. Um, but I, I get on when I can. Uh, hopefully, I will. Uh, I will be done with this uh, very shortly, very soon. But until I am, the show will be on uh, sporadically. We'll be on. We'll be on as much as we can. Uh, I'm uh, taking one day at a time. So if I could get on, I get on. If I can't get on, I don't. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's emailed me and who's texted me and who's uh, contacted me, concerned that the show has been on in a couple of weeks. I appreciate it, and I wanted to get on tonight just to uh, just to uh, to get the stuff off my chest and to say thank you to uh, to everybody who's who's been concerned. Uh, I will be back on uh, on a regular basis sometime in the near future. So um, so thank you so much for your concern. Thank you so much for uh, for being here and for uh, and for listening to uh, to the Howie Silver Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. All right, that's it for me. I will see you again uh, as soon as I get back on. I'm Howie Suburgers to truetalkradio.com.